Hey guys, welcome to the Wrestling Escape Pod. We are back. Tommy, how are you? I'm doing great on this Monday. Well, you put glasses on. I saw that you just had glasses off and then you put them on. Yeah. Are you doing like a Superman thing? I am. <laughs> My name is Clark Kent. Now I'm Triple T. Nice, nice. Yeah. And also, we uh, we didn't do this last week and I feel bad for this, but there's a whole audience out there desperate for a little tease as to what is through that window. What well, is through? Oh, here we go. Are you, are you going to describe something that can be seen or how are you going to do this? I'm just going to tell you that you can see even less of the outside now because I looked online and it said that if you put, uh, if you put some bubble bubble wrap on your windows, it keeps it warmer inside. So I had bubble wrap hanging around, so I put that up on my windows. I don't know if it's actually warmer or not, but you can see even less of the outdoors. You can see even that you you've put bubble wrap, yeah, on your windows, yeah, to make it warmer. Yeah, isn't that the kind of thing they did during the war? Yeah. Yeah, it feels like a war right now. Are you going through your own personal war right now? Very much so, yeah. (laughs) It's been a tough week since last weekdays. It's been so tough. So here we are building up what what can be seen. What is the view from Tommy's window? And Tommy responds by just chucking (laughs) bubble wrap up at me. Yeah, Yeah. wait till you see what I put up there next week. Wow, this is a whole new series that started. So... Everyone, hello. Welcome to the Wrestling Escape Pod. Welcome to this brand new episode that is all about the best wrestling themes. The yeah. best wrestling. Gotta get this out for it. What? Yeah. <laughs> I am worried about this because we can't actually play the music for copyright reasons. Yeah. But I'm loving what I'm seeing over there. By the way, the glasses have come back off again, so I never oh, know who I'm talking to. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that. I gotta look. Uh, Tommy, Tommy's back, everyone. Professional, Tommy's professional. <laughs> so, well, look, uh, you start this. What? Where do you want to go with this? All right. So, uh, I think this is going to be a real interesting episode because, as you said, we can't play the music. You know, even if I were to play a little on here, uh, that's still copyright infringement so it's just going to be us talking for every for anyone out there who was looking forward to hearing a greatest hits curated by days and triple t that's not what's going to happen it's just us talking unfortunately we might make a spotify playlist or something i don't know how that works or maybe someone listening can do that but we're just going to talk about some favorites i know days sent over some ideas some topics to talk about but music is something i am passionate about as you can tell I have a guitar. I knew Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins from Zwan before he was TNA or NWA. So I am one with the music. Music is my high school. So let's start off with the first one you presented to us, the first category days, which is favorite wrestling theme because it fit the wrestler. Yes. So So in regards to this one, what I said to Tommy was have a think about what theme you uh, really like that that you like because it just really works with that wrestler. Um, and not necessarily the theme that you might put on at home or 
my, you know, I mean, I gotta be honest. I listen to wrestling themes when I'm just out. You know, if I go out yeah. somewhere, I will put on some wrestling themes because I genuinely just like the tracks. But I think the themes you're about to talk about, you might not necessarily do that, but it just works with the wrestler. So, who you got? For me, right off the bat, when you presented that, I was uh, right away Bray Wyatt. I think that song's incredible. It's one of the rare, uh, it's not exactly a licensed song, but it's not made in-house by WWE. It's not made by CFO Dollar Sign or Dave. Do you want to know who makes it? Johnson. Yeah, who makes it? Do you know? You have the name. Yes. How about how about them apples? I got yeah. the name. Drop um, it. The, the person that made it was called Mark Crozer. And uh, I believe that he was um, someone that just put music online because he was hoping for a film producer or some kind of a TV producer to find his music and actually to publish it and to take it and for them to use it and him get royalties from it. So um, he, I'm sure he would have liked to have been signed. I don't believe he was actually a signed artist. I'd have to double check that. But he basically put music online for it to be discovered, for people to use in adverts, things along those lines. Bray Wyatt happened to be looking through to try and find entrance music and came across this piece. And he convinced WWE to purchase it. So it's a piece that has been made externally. You're absolutely right. It wasn't made in-house um, and uh, Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt found his own entrance music and convinced WWE to buy it. And that is so rare to have a, a wrestler whose music is not only just not in house, but also an unknown song by an unknown artist. Because you got your Ronda Rousey's with a bad reputation. You have your CM Punk's with a cult of personality, which are both hit songs. You know they're people know them but for bray to just find this unknown guy and be like this is that's that's pretty cool yes it's pretty punk they've, rock they've twisted it now haven't they uh yeah they use a newer a newer version of it for his his fiend character if you will people still love that song yeah well what was yours what well what I've got to go with the obvious one, I'm afraid, uh, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are shouting in the uh, comment section and whatever. I've got to go with Undertaker. I can't, I can't imagine the Undertaker with any other music. I mean, I really feel like the Undertaker coming down with those gongs, with that. It's kind of like the funeral march, isn't it? And just it, it just. It's not something that if I'm out, I will ever put on and listen. I don't like to sit at home going, yeah, dun, 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 dun. dun, dun. <laughs> this is my jam. <laughs> Woo, party. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing that. But um, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I just can't imagine. I mean, could you imagine him with anything else? I mean, I know that when he went American Badass and he had Limp Biscuit. Right, and he went rolling. Shout out for Limp Biscuit. Shout out to Limp Biscuit, but come on, that the, the dead man character. Starfish. Love it, absolutely love it. I've I have got another one as well that I've got to mention Good. because I, I do it. too. <gasps> go with yours. Go with yours first. All right, Marty Skrull. I feel okay. like 
a lot of the people when their heels and the the music sorry to get a, a little uh, music talk here it's a lot of minors minor scales minor chords it really fits the character more than i feel like more than uh majors fits uh, uh baby face characters i don't know why for me whenever i hear um i feel like a lot of heel songs fit heels better mm-hmm. uh, but i know marty scarl his song's perfect for him. It's perfect for the villain. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I one of my favorite moments in recent times was seeing Marty arrive in the NWA. Um, he, it was at their, I want to say, Into the Fire show. It was one of their pay-per-view shows. And um, it was right at the very end. We didn't know that he was even there. There was no rumors he was going to be in attendance or anything like that. And man, when he came walking out, the re- my reaction videos up on uh, YouTube. I I think I screamed the neighborhood down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, Mart Marty's music is uh, awesome. What a great look as well, Marty mm-hmm. has got. You know his whole his whole entrance attire. Obviously, is uh, killing it over in uh, Ring of Honor, isn't he at the moment? So, uh, mine has got to be the Ugandan giant Kamala. Did you ever uh, hear Kamala's music? No. So Kamala, right, was obviously a tribesman uh, and he had a shield. He came out in like this uh, mask, this long mask. Uh, and he had a handler because uh, rumors were he, he was um, a cannibal, like left to his own devices. He would just go completely crazy. He'd, he'd eat the crowd. So uh, they had to have a handler for uh, Kamala. So um, he would come down and the music was like, uh, And it was all this kind of ah, it's all this tribes music. Ah, ah, ah. It's so good. I do listen to that. I do listen to that, and I and like I'll just like be dancing around like. Ah. It's one of those. Ah. <laughs> you know, you gotta check it out. Gotta check out Kamala. I'm gonna look at what it's called actually, because all of these WWE pieces have got like official titles. They do, and, and I actually don't know what Kamala's theme title is. Uh, native. Apparently, they call it Native Terror. That's what it's called, Native Terror. I'm feeling terror. (laughs) (laughs) This is now my favourite ever episode that we've done. (laughs) Could we get to go like this? (laughs) Just get to dance around and be Kamala for a little bit. Love it. Love it. So uh, that was that was one topic. What was Oh, I'm not done with that. I'm not done. Yeah, yeah, I got one more. I haven't got anything that's gonna beat Kamala. Oh, sorry. I'm not. I'm not trying to beat Kamala. I'm just right, come on. Do it. adding on. Add adding up. on. Uh, this up. is for the indie fans. Always want to remember you, even though I said Marty Scroll, which is kind of indie, but Ring of Honor, I wouldn't say is so indie. Uh, Matt Riddle, although he's on NXT now, when he was on the Indies, Super Bro came out to a remix of Regulators. And it was like, it, it really fit his character because he's a bro. So it's the type of thing where 
I could see him like just like, what's up, bro? With like, a, I don't a red solo cup or something, maybe a little, you know, I don't know. I don't know what bro does, but I'm just saying that's the type of thing where I like go down in someone's basement when I was in high school or something and be like, bro, and that would be playing. And I felt like that really fit him. Have you heard his new or his NXT theme? It's similar. Yeah. It's, it's got a bit of like um, a Dr. Dre vibe, I think, uh, in the background. Like the, the music was kind of running in the background. It's just a nice bass. Uh, I, could, I, could, I could hear a Dr. Dre beat being uh, kind of dropped onto the, uh, the top of that. Um, I, I like it. I think, I think his NXT theme is, uh, is, is really good. I've not heard his or I can't recall his indie theme. So uh yeah this is this is why I absolutely love this podcast. We were talking about this in the last episode. Uh you know, you will go and search out certain matches or you will go and find things um that maybe you haven't seen or heard and uh, that's definitely uh one that I've got on my list of uh things to check out. Yeah, it's it's just like a silly remix. Not yeah. silly. Not silly. Very silly. professional. So um next category yeah you said favorite theme yeah. just because it was a great song oh, yes. this one was tough i was like oh 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 50 million uh yes yeah. yeah i i've got i've got a few for this that are lined up okay so this category is songs basically that are great doesn't so much matter if it fits the wrestler or not. It's more just what a tune. Like, this is just, ah, oh, this is, do you know what I mean? This is the kind of thing that you just want to listen to. I've got a few that I've got written down. My number one is a tune that I would, I would stop doing this right now and I would just go and listen to it right now. I, 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 late on me days. I, I can't, I, I, we're going to have to build to it. Okay. Build to it. So right, I won't um, go with my top one then either. Okay, I'll build. Go, uh, uh, let's. I'm going to go with my. Uh, I'm going to. I have four. You've got four. Yeah. I've got, I've got three. But okay. They start were, with the bottom. They were just the first three that came to mind. They, okay, I'll say my fourth and, and rank them in your mind. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Right. Um, Bianca, Bianca Belair. For you. For me, Bianca Belair. Have you heard three? Bianca Belair? I don't know that one. I know her, but I don't know that song. She, it's it's a bit of like an urban song, and um, it's called "Watch Me Shine," and uh, it just it's just a great tune. Um, it's just really really fits her character. But even even if she was a god awful wrestler, or it didn't fit the character, it's it's a brilliant brilliant song. Um, it's really it's uh, it's not. I suppose it's not. It is upbeat. Uh, it's not like a down and somber song. It's it's kind of got a bit of energy to it. Um, but as I said, it's kind of a bit more hip hop, a bit more urban, um, and uh, kind of really suits her because she carries herself with a lot of swag. She's got a she's uh she's a sassy lady. Let's put it that way. Uh, and um, yeah, I I I've I've got that. Uh, so that is definitely a song that I will listen to on the train or wherever I'm going. If if ever I used to do toy hunts, I used to listen to a lot of um, Bop it up. Pub podcasts and things, but I would mix in a few wrestling themes. That is a, that is a theme that I have listened to when I've been on toy hunts. So wow. what you got? Give me one of yours. 
All right. Hey, this is, I feel like a lot of my list is kind of cheating because the indie guys can get away with having licensed songs without license, licensing them. Um, but this is someone that was on TV using this song. It is Billy Corgan when he was in TNA using Smashing Pumpkins, Tristessa. That's a great song off the album Gish or Jish. I don't know exactly how it's pronounced, but super early pumpkins, super fun sound. And it was, I think... Rockstar Spud also came out to zero or something like that. But when Billy Corgan was on TNA, it was awesome because everyone was using pumpkin songs. And yeah. that was cool in my mind. He, he actually created a new song recently. I think it was off his new album, which I, th- I think was for the show Hard Times. Um, and he did like the theme for that song. And it was like a bit of a country kind of a vibe. But it was a really great song. It's a really good song. Um, any company that's got Billy Corgan is obviously very, very fortunate because of his great back catalogue. So yeah. um, they don't tend to have entrance music in the NWA, which they is they don't, which is sad. But like, I get it; it's an yeah. aesthetic. But I would like to hear some some Smashing Pumpkins, maybe. Yeah, maybe some Zwan. Zwan, oh, do you remember them? Yeah. Amazing! I forgot about them. You know. Really? I, uh, I yeah, I used to work in a music store. Oh uh, yeah, so you know all about this stuff. Well, it's not so much that I know about it. I just whenever you say a band or you say an album, the first thing that happens in my head is I see the front cover. Yeah, it's really weird. Like you said, Swan, and I'm um, I can see a white cover. I feel like there might be a rainbow in there. Yes. There's kind of a Swan on the front cover, and I think it said Swan at the top as well. And uh, I just, yeah, I just remember. I remember the album cover and artwork more than I do the actual sounds. Which, yeah. Which is really weird. But um, yeah, yeah, great band. One of my friends went to a Smashing Pumpkin show in Boston a couple of years ago, maybe four years, probably five years ago. And Billy Corgan brought uh, Mike Bennett also known as Mike Canellis and Maria Canellis out on stage. And was just like, wow. I don't, I don't remember exactly what he said. Cause I'm there, but uh, that would have been a really surreal moment to be like going to a smashing pumpkins concert. There's Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis coming out on stage. Wow. What, what does he, I mean, like they've just left WWE. Do you think there's a chance that they, if they've got a great relationship with uh, Billy Corgan, uh, could they be NWA bound? I would be very much surprised if they weren't because if they're that close to be able to come out on stage during us, be invited on stage by Billy Corgan. Uh, wow. We've gone down some roads. I wasn't expected. To yeah. Well, we talk about music and wrestling. Yeah. Billy Corgan is like a half to, in my opinion. Mm, wow. We'll have to, we'll have to see how that plays out. Yeah. Next uh, one that I've got on my list is Alistair Black. Um, I know we're not, I'm not really going like really that far back because to be honest, a lot of those older themes were, I, I don't know, they're not the kind of things that you, other than Kamala, <laughs> there's not many that I would go back to and uh, really just appreciate as a non entrance tune, if you know what I mean. Like they were made specifically as as entrance music for a certain character so they don't really translate as well whereas like the more modern themes the ones that were more done by cfo dollar, dollar sign, sign. <laughs> cfos or whatever they're called 
um though they they tend to uh like create more proper tunes if that makes sense mm-hmm. um so uh alistair black yeah his uh entrance music which i don't believe has ever changed it's called root of all evil and it's like a metal track hard rock uh metal track um it's got a great chorus on it as well like it really drives along fits his character to a t but i know that doesn't really matter here um have you have you heard that no but i am i am gonna take a little beef with you saying that you prefer cfo dollar sign because i am a big i think is here i am saying i'm a big fan of his i don't even know his name but i think jim johnson who did all the music before i think he was an incredible talent and he made some amazing music but i do agree with you that um certain it wasn't until like the 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 90s or so that music started really like oh this is hopping uh and by 90s i mean 2000s because for some reason i always <laughs> i always say like the 2000s or the 90s yeah by the 1970s i mean uh yes. yeah <laughs> but speaking of 90s music did you know that uh jimmy hart when he was doing most of wcw music was just ripping off bands and like 90% of the WCW wrestler theme songs are just straight up copies of popular music. And I do not know how they weren't sued because if you listen to DDP's theme, it's 100% Nirvana smells like teen spirit. Mm. Mm. And you I... just go through and like Chris Jericho's was Pearl Jam even flow. Someone had uh, Welcome to the Jungle, basically, as theirs. It, it was incredible how he kept just being like, yeah, this, yeah, it's slightly different, but it's what, yeah, yeah. And it's like they didn't get sued, which blows my mind because that would have been such a good lawsuit. Well, not I mean, good, like, but. Jimmy, Jimmy Hart was uh, a great songwriter, and he wrote some of the iconic WWF themes which I'm, I'm, I can't compare the ones that I've got examples for to anything else. But um, yeah, maybe he ran out of ideas and then just started <laughs> having to steal, like uh, steal them. But Jimmy Hart was responsible for, and we will talk about this later on the podcast, Shawn Michaels' music was Jimmy, Jimmy Hart and Dusty Rhodes' music uh, was uh, Jimmy Hart. Both of them are absolutely incredible entrance themes um but uh yeah as i said we'll we'll come back to that what what number are you up to on uh, this current list i'm cutting mine down uh i oh. had cm punk on there but i already talked about that enough so i'm gonna go with uh drew gulak's indie theme which was dio's rainbow in the dark which i don't really feel like it fit him that much as a wrestler but it's a kick-ass tune and every time it came out it really hyped me up but then like mat wrestling isn't the most thing to get hyped up about even though it's really good and i really enjoy watching it it's not like he comes out and i'm like yo mat wrestling time here we go boys but it kind of made me do that big true gulak fan though aren't you i am yes very much so so i remember you talking about that in the figure episode yeah, like the the fact that you loved the fact that you could then go to the shops and buy a Gulak figure, having seen him live. Absolutely. I don't know that piece, Dio. I know, <sighs> yeah, I know Dio. Dio. Yeah, I know Dio, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know that track. I've got. I need to check that Recommend out. Recommend it. It's a fun this, song. This is, what's it called again? Rainbow in the dark. Rainbow. So think of like the Zwan album cover, but in the dark. <laughs> but the reverse. Yeah. That was that was Rainbow in the Light. 
This is Rainbow in the Dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, that's your number one? No, that's my number two. Okay. You haven't said your number one yet. Neither have no, I. No, but I'm going to build this up. Okay. I'm going to make this huge because okay. I really want people to check this out. Okay. I, I, because I need to know if I've lost my mind. Because okay. I love this track. Okay. I, I love this track. If I could marry this track, I would marry this track. Okay. It's a, it's a dance track, right? It's a, it's it's a bit like a chilled out dance track. And um, I don't know why, but there's certain things in music that I just I really resonate with me. I love female vocals, for example. So if someone's got female vocals, it's always going to grab my attention more. Um, I love dance music, but not like trance or anything like that. Just something that's a bit more chilled. This this has got female vocals. It's got um, like chilled out dance fight. It's like t it's just ticking every box for me. And it is not even this person's current entrance music. So it's it, you're gonna have to search for this. Dakota Kai, high ground, right? I know that's not going to mean anything to anyone because, as I said, it's not her current theme. She's actually turned heel now, so she comes out to, like, more heelish music. But when she was a face, she came out to this kind of, like, a. it was a bit more of an, well, it was upbeat, and it was like a dance track. And um, it's Dakota Kai, High Ground. You will easily find it on YouTube, right? I've, I've, I've wore it out, right? The audio file is on the verge of breaking. I've listened to it that many times. It's the kind of thing that I would listen to in a club if I was working out, which I never do. But, you know, <laughs> one one day, who knows, I might start. And I've already got my music lined up for when I do. Um, I, I would be going for this track. Um, it probably gets me pumped, man. Honestly, I'm not joking. I would end this right now and I would go and listen to that tune. I love this lift tune. Lift some weights, do some DDP oh, yoga. It's, like, oh, it's so good. So good. So yeah, check it out. It's such a shame that we can't play it or anything. Yeah. Some kind of like warped, butchered version of it. But um, yeah, check it out, man. Dakota Kai, high ground. But you've got to go into it knowing that it is a dance track. It is like, you know, upbeat. Um, it's not like uh, I should imagine a lot of people that are into metal would hate it. So don't don't even bother if you're into metal and you can't can't really stand dance music. It's not going to be for you. But it does just it ticks it ticks the boxes for me. So My what's yours? Top. What's number one? I'm realizing now that like other than Bray Wyatt, I'm very non WWE on this episode, although I almost said CM Punk, but this one is not CM Punk. This one is New Japan. Uh, Rapongi Vice. I love oh. that rap, Rocky Romero. Any, like, if I'm, if it's like the same thing as you, if that comes on, I'm like, Rapongi, Rapongi Vice. And I yes. just like, oh. and then also Rapongi 3K, 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 3K is so yeah. good. It's so yeah. good. And I know I can only have one. That's why I'm going with Rapongi Vice because I, I think it's superior because you got Trent Beretta on it. What a team. Rapongi yeah. 3K are. Yeah. Rapongi 3K are so good. Yeah. Um, Yo and Show. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I absolutely love that team. They might be the best tag team around right now. Like, I would say it's. I don't think it would be any team in uh, WWE apart from maybe the Undisputed Era might have a shout. 
Um, but yeah, I think I think Rapongi 3K would be in with the shout. I think you've always got to mention the books mm-hmm. um, and maybe the Lucha Bros, but the Lucha Bros haven't done a great deal this year so far. I think I saw their record for AEW so far this year is like one and two or something. So um, oh, you've got to mention, though, I know we're getting a little distracted or I'm getting distracted. Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, um, taking on the Young Bucks in AEW this year. I think, was it Revolution? Can't quite remember the show. But so far, that is my match of 2020. Wow. And it was, and it was a tag match. And it was, um, yeah, in AEW. And it is so good. I think Dave Meltzer gave it six stars. Yeah. I, I think it's the highest rated tag match ever. Incredible. By Dave, by Dave Meltzer. And it happened in 2020. So, yeah, just a bit of a sidetrack there. But um... hold on, I can segue this back. So speaking of star ratings, what how many stars does Dakota Kai's song get? Out of five. I, well, out of five, but he gives things six. So go however high you want. Wow. I mean, I'd be giving it like five out of five. I, genuinely, wow. I would. So it would um, be a six out of five for you. Wow, that song that doesn't exist yet. Okay, okay. You need Dakota, to make it on your thing. Dakota Kai. Yeah, I need to make it on my... <laughs> I do, yeah. I need to get my deluge uh, simp storm out, which yeah. uh, is going to make no sense to anyone that's listening to this on the podcast or never actually watched the earlier episodes. But I do have a little groove box, which uh, I haven't even started using yet. But um, yeah, I, I would I would say Dakota Kai would be like five out of five. And uh, I, feel, I feel like you could get better. I, I, don't get me wrong. I feel like you, the, there is a better song that will come along. So I'm quite happy with five out of five because then there is potential for, for the six. Mm-hmm. What, what about you? What would you be scoring your uh, top track? Yeah, five out of five. I five don't, out of five. I don't want to go six out of five yet. Because Rocky Romero is still making music, so wow, there we go, there yeah, we go. Always potential. So was there? There was another category, wasn't there? Wasn't there a third? Yeah, it was. All I had written down was unknown wrestler song. I don't know what that means. I took terrible notes. I right. can pop up the email. So uh, this is a this is going to be a tricky one because this is a track for uh that people might not have heard like my dakota kai example would have been really good here um because it's it's um i was trying to think if people were listening to this episode uh about themes yes of course we're going to be in a second talking about classic themes right i've actually got wwe's top three that they themselves class as the top three episodes episodes themes um so i've got that information to come uh i've got a bit of information on jim johnston as well um and i've got i've got a fact especially for you that i think you will love right so i've got we've got some we've got some good stuff coming up but um i thought if i was uh, listening to this episode what would i want to get from it um i think what i would want to get from it is i would i wouldn't want to hear people just talking about dx undertaker Shawn michaels you know the classic themes i would want to be introduced to some themes that i've not heard now i, I think actually we've done a pretty good I job of that yeah. what with you going into the indies and me talking about some random dakota kai theme <laughs> yeah. um, 
we might have already boxed this off. Yeah. So was there was there anything on this that you wanted to add, or are you quite happy to say we've probably covered it? Basically, it was again me being uh, pretentious and being like AJ Lee's T theme that she used for a little bit, and Joey Janela's indie theme, which was Protovision by Kavinsky, a French uh, electronica artist that only made one album. We're waiting for a second, but I think it's far superior to his AEW song. And I'm actually really sad every time it comes out because I want to hear those beats. Very, very cool. Very yeah. cool. What, what yeah. did you have here? Was it Dakota Kai? Yeah, every time. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, on this, I thought it might be nice just to drop in like uh, a current star, uh, someone that's only just emerged on the scene. Um, and so I've gone with Dexter Loomis from NXT. So uh, Dexter Loomis, a lot of people, his music, I think, is really interesting. And everyone says it sounds just like something from Stranger Things. So if you're into Stranger Things, I think you would really like Dexter Loomis's theme because it's it's very, very similar. And uh, his whole character is uh, he doesn't talk. He's, he just stands like wide eyed. Um, he wears like jeans, uh, doesn't like wear anything on, on top and then has like these. They're like killer gloves, you know, like every time I look at them, I think OJ. Right. They're the kind of and he just kind the of gloves didn't there. fit. Well, did, didn't they? Didn't they, Tommy? <laughs> didn't they? We can all do this, Tommy. Yeah. Oh, look, it won't go over there. It won't go over the hat. Isn't that weird? Is it, yeah, because who puts gloves on like that, OJ? <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to understand the reference. No, yeah, yeah, this is a podcast, isn't it? Fair yeah, play. I want to point out again that we're, we're still in our low 20s. We're very young. We, we Yes. It was on yeah. a BuzzFeed video. It was BuzzFeed. It was a TikTok video we saw. Who knew that we would be doing a podcast episode about best themes and we would touch on the subject of O.J. Simpson? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Here we are. Here yeah, we yeah. are. We've made it. We've made it. We've made it. Uh, so, uh, do you know what? Let's not tease people anymore. Should we yeah. talk about those top three WWE themes? Um, I took this from there. Uh, documentary that's on the network i think it dropped in 2014 and you've already spoken about the man the legend jim johnston uh, mm -hmm. he worked with wwe from the mid 80s up until 2017 sadly he's gone now um and uh, i think their new head of music jim johnston wasn't their head of music that's the that's the first thing that blew my mind <laughs> how do you not have jim johnston who'd been there since the 80s as your head of music, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but they had a head of music. This head of music had great relationships that he wanted to explore, and so as a result, Jim Johnston was pushed out the door because they wanted to kind of go a different way. But Jim Johnston, I mean, this guy, this is the guy that came up with pretty much every theme uh, in WWE. He did like uh, all of the kind of pay per view themes. Um, all of the, the the Undertaker theme, Jim Johnston, Ultimate Warrior theme, Jim Johnston, uh, Randy Orton's theme, Jim Johnston, Jericho's theme, Jim Johnston. I mean, like, honestly, it's it's pretty much everyone. Apart from a few exceptions, as we said earlier, like Jimmy Hart, who did Dusty Rhodes's uh, and did Shawn Michaels. 
Um, and then obviously as you're getting kind of later on, like more into the modern era, as we said, CFO dollar sign came on board. But certainly throughout the late 80s, throughout the 90s, it's Jim Johnston. It's Jim mm-hmm. Johnston. So they did, um, there's a program that looks at the best themes and Jim Johnston is all over it. He actually talks about how he came up with making the themes. So this is from 2014 and uh, the top three, according to WWE at number three is John Cena. Now, obviously <laughs> John Cena came up with his own theme, didn't he? That's from his own album. The you can't see me. Time is up. My time is now. Uh, so his old theme. Uh, no, no, they got, they've gone with that one. Uh, number two, they've gone with uh, Chris Jericho, which is great. I do love that. At, at that moment where he first arrives in WWE and you've got the countdown. Have you, have you seen that when he first comes in? You've got of course the- not, no. No, okay. So, uh, dude, you've got to watch this moment, right? Watch this moment because you've got The Rock in the ring and the way they did it, was they were counting down to uh, Y2K or the the new millennium. So you've got this countdown clock, right? And every week they would show the countdown clock. And it got to like August and Rock's in the ring and he's talking. And all of a sudden the countdown clock appears on screen and it's got like seconds left on it. And the commentator's like, what? The... The new millennium now. Why are we counting this down now? It's all like August kind of a thing. And it's counting down and it counts down to zero. The clock does and the lights go off. And there's people in the crowd that I think have got Jericho signs because they knew Jericho had left WCW. Because, of course, he'd been in WCW. And, uh, you know, even in the late 90s, you had the rumor mills. But um, <laughs> it goes like pitch black. And then his his theme. I mean, it starts with that great, like, it's quite kind of slow, that it's little drum pattern, and then it, boom, it goes off, uh, and uh, Jericho comes on the screen, and he's there, and he's got his arms out. It's just one of those moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he first comes in, they, could, they couldn't have done it better. Could not have done it better. Like, the way it happened, and it kind of caught everyone off guard, and it was just at, at, during a rock moment, and... There was the only problem I've got with that segment is the fact that I think The Rock says, Who, who are you? And Jericho goes to talk, and Rock goes, It doesn't matter. I think he said, what, what, What's your name? And he goes, It doesn't matter what your name is. And it's kind of like it felt like The Rock had already shot Jericho down literally just a minute after he had made his debut. Yeah. So I kind of feel like that it didn't need that. But I do agree, Jericho at two, it is a great, great theme. Great theme. Number one, though, DX, D-Generation X. Are you a fan? I'm just wondering who made this list. <laughs> You're not a fan of the DX Because this would not then? be my top three. No, it wouldn't be my... I mean, I'd have Dakota Kai at three, two, and one, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, maybe Kamala at four, but... Like, don't get me wrong. I, I really like DX's theme, but, like, not Triple H in the top three? No, no, that's not good. Batista. Not, no, that um, Edge on this day, you know, even though that's not uh, that is a licensed track, Alter Bridge, which is uh, a creed with a different singer, basically. 
Look at this knowledge. Look yeah. at all of this knowledge. Yeah, I'm a big Creed around. fan over here. No, that's good. They're great. All great songs, and they did all feature within like the countdown. But um, this was this was the top three. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is uh, this is not my three. I didn't vote for this. I do I think know. a lot of people are going to be uh, on board with DX being quite high, though. That DX track gets a lot of love. It's it's a hot track. Don't get me wrong. It's it's real good. I just number one. I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with that. Who would you? What would you have? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> okay, go. <cool. laughs> this is a disgrace. It's number a disgrace. One. But I, I don't know what I want, man. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's probably about like there have been hundreds if not thousands of wrestlers that have gone through the wwe system who each had their own theme and for that to be number one i don't know i don't know yeah well look i mean watching that program um also gave me a fun fact that i think people would enjoy trish stratus had her theme uh, song actually recorded by little kim Yes, so little Kim actually does um, like the vocals for Trish's um, theme. And Trish actually speaks out on this documentary about how, you know, it's such an honor to um, have. She loved little Kim. So having little Kim come in and, and do that was, you know, meant a lot to her. And she says that she loves the lyrics and all this kind of stuff. But what's great is they spoke to Jim Johnston and he said when little Kim came in, she had these shoes on that had like spikes on them. And uh, as she was like uh, recording the vocal, she's um, tapping along and she's she's got the microphone and she's singing and she's tapping along to it. But the spikes are like going into the floor and he actually shows the floor after and there's all these indentations. So uh, he, he was saying, it was, Kim, if, you, if you're watching this, you owe me a new floor. <laughs> So I just I love little facts like that. I love little things like that because now when you listen to that Trish theme, you can just think about little Kim destroying the floor, this beautiful wooden floor, uh, wherever it was recorded, uh, and Jim Johnston not being happy about it. So I've got I've got another fact. If I, I got another fact. Go for it. What if it's the same? It won't be. So Victoria's WWE theme. No way. It's the same, same fact. No way. Nicki Minaj. No, I don't know this. <laughs> what? I was playing you. Okay, yeah, I love this like fact. Like a violin. I love it. I love this what? fact so much because it's so weird. But you Stop take it. it. You take it. You, you're, you're. I always... don't. I don't know it. I don't know it. I was Wait, playing. What? Oh, you were playing. I thought you were playing me. That you were playing me. No, I'm. I'm not that clever. Okay. So yeah, so Victoria's theme, uh, Don't Mess With Me, has yeah. a young Nicki Minaj on the vocals or backing vocals. I didn't know that. It's, it's, you can get it on Theme Addict, WWE The Music Volume 6, which I did get at my local Savers. Yes! Yes! Savers yes! is back! Savers is back in Savers the house! Yes! <laughs> Finally, they're going wild. <laughs> Savers has returned <laughs> to the pod. I, you, I am so desperate to get down to Savers. You'll you never gotta, got gotta. to need to sign up to that membership scheme. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's that's a great fact. Yeah, 
I got a fact that I uh, knew about that I came up with all by myself and definitely didn't get any help from anyone in the community about this. Um, but the fact is that Real American, the, the track Real American, made famous by Hulk Hogan uh, yes. when he used to come down, that was not made for him. And there was someone that used it before him. Get out um, of town. No, I will not get out of town. And again, I want to remind one, this is definitely my fact, right? So this was uh, actually created as a, a piece of music. They um, they wrote all of this music, and it was actually, I think, put onto a wrestling album, but it was US Express, a tag team uh, that's actually included Bray Wyatt's dad, Mike Rotunda. Um, it was actually that team, US Express, that used it first, but they weren't around for like that long. So when they left, they actually recycled the theme, felt it would fit Hulk Hogan and ended up giving it to him. Incredible. So, yeah. And but, yeah, that might be my number one. I love that song so much. Rick Derringer, ladies and gentlemen. So good. Good track. The yeah. um man, I've got I've got so much to go through. I want to tell you the facts that I had lined up for you though. Just Throw them out there. I'm just going to throw, throw it Take out there. Axe moments. Brodus Clay. <laughs> right? That's a are reused you, one. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Brodus Clay. Somebody call my mama. Right? That track. Big tune. Yeah. We mm. all listen to mm. it um, outside of wrestling. Did you know? This is the fact. I want you to enjoy this. Did you know that that was actually stock music that they had right that they ended up giving to brodus clay and they turned into somebody call your mama but did you know that other wrestlers had used that music as well i did you did yeah i don't know who but i know he wasn't oh, okay. the first one okay 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 well this is good this is good because i am about to tell you who also came down to the ring with this piece of music. And this might be the greatest fact in the history of facts. Brodus Clay. Somebody call your mama. Was also the entrance music. For God. <laughs> God. Actual. God. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> what happened? Right, the backstory. Shawn Michaels found religion, right? Vince McMahon took the mick out of Shawn for this. There was a whole feud that was going on at the time. So I believe it was Shane and Vince, and they challenged uh, Shawn Michaels, and they said, we'll even let you have God in your corner as well. So how about Sean, you and God take on Vince and, and Shane. And so it built up to this tag match, right? So um, they actually had, this is an actual thing that happened. They had a spotlight on the stage and they played like earthly, beautiful choir music. And then they like moved the spotlight to make it as if God was making his way down to the ring. Um, it's so distasteful. Like for people that are deeply religious, I'm really sorry about this. But um, like, it brought that down to the ring. 
And Vince was like, cut the music, cut the music. God, we're gonna we're throwing it all out there tonight. I know that you're more fun than this. And so he goes, let's play, let's play a better, more upbeat track. And they play Brodus Clay's music. It doesn't have the somebody call your mama. Because I don't know that God, I don't know who God's mom is. But yeah. um, it didn't have the vocal track on, but it did still have the funky. And so God comes down to the ring to that music. So, and also Ernest the Cat Miller. But that's not, mm, that's... that's nowhere near as funny. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I love that fact. I, I, I really, really love that. Top fact. tier fact. Have you, I know this is best, but um, can you think of any music that you absolutely hate? Yeah, everything they make for Cesario, Cesaro other than Real America. Poor yes. guy. Yes. Always ass. Sorry, can we swear on this pod? Yeah, we, well, we have now. Okay, the, cool. I'll tell you what, I think everyone knew as soon as they clicked on best theme music, this was going to be a swear fest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why, who's your least? Uh, do you know what? I couldn't tell you what my least... I'm, I'm thinking, like, oh, I don't know. I mean, like, right to censor comes to mind because it was just a siren. Um, right, yeah. to, right to censor was a, a, a group that um, would come down and they, like, during the Attitude Era, would cover up any scantily clad women, uh, would take weapons away from people. They were, like, censoring the WWE. That was their kind of gimmick. But they would come down to like a siren, like a an alarm going off, uh, as if to say you've gone too far. So it's it's it fits them. So I can't say I hate it because it does fit them. But it's oh, it's really annoying. It was really annoying. Um, but I, yeah, the reason I said this is because Samoa Joe, when he first came into WWE, um, he hated his entrance music. He's got um, some music which I think is called Taking It Back. That was his first theme in NXT. Now, it starts exactly the same as his current music with that, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh. And like, it starts with that, but it like instead of it breaking down into that, ba-bum, bum, bum, ba-bum, like instead of it breaking down into that really cool, um, it, it goes into this like 90s, Hip hop kind of like, boom, 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 it's like really weird. It does it. It could not fit Samoa Joe less if it tried. <laughs> like it sounds like something that a tribe called Quest have come up with. Uh, it's just it's nothing to do with Samoa Joe whatsoever. It's like it's got a bit of funk to it, and it's got like some nineties. You could totally imagine uh, like a tribe called Quest or uh, one of those kind of nineties groups, kind of spitting some lyrics over the top of it. It's got a nice, like, funky feel. It's, like, it's so not Samoa Joe. But he hated it that much that he actually um, complained to Triple H and they tweaked it. And I think his new music now is called The Destroyer, which, you know, fits a lot nicer. Mm -hmm. It's a lot nicer. Um, I've got just a couple more things to touch on. Uh, obviously, um, Stone Cold, I think, is yeah. going to be a lot of people's uh, favourite theme. Um, again, fits in perfectly. And um, what I really liked was Jim Johnston said that when they do entrance music, they try to take you out of the world that you're in. So you could be sitting there talking to a friend, but as soon as that music hits, you've 
They've got to get your attention. You've got to be in a new world, if you will. And Stone Cold's music, that glass break. Yeah. Absolutely does that. Absolutely does that. And again, in that 2014 documentary, Jim Johnston says that that glass break is actually not just one glass break. It's three glass breaks, an explosion, and a car accident. He needed the sound to be so big that he actually chucked all these different things into it just to try and make this like, if he says, if you listen carefully, you can hear the car accident uh, like during that glass break, which I've not, I've not heard to be honest, but uh, yeah, I, I thought that was a really fun fact. I like that fact. Was there anything else you wanted to uh, chuck him? No, no. I feel like uh, my Nicki Minaj was my Trump card. It's a good, it's a good, good Trump card. It's a good Trump card. Um, I got a couple more, just a couple of more quick little bits to uh, go through. Um, we've got Mankind was the first superstar. So actually, before this, we could go back to the first entrance music. You're going back to the early 1950s. So Mildred Burke. Uh, was one of the first to have entrance music. Gorgeous George is kind of credited as the first as well. His entrance music was, um, I think it's Pomp and Circumstance, which is the exact same tune that Macho Man used. Obviously, it's a famous, famous piece of music. Yeah. But ent- entrance music, it wasn't really a thing. Like in wrestling, um, uh, only a handful of uh, wrestlers in the world had entrance music in like the 50s and the 60s and things like that. Most people just walked out to the ring, um, but it really kind of found its uh, feet in the 80s. That's when a lot of stars started to get their own entrance theme. So, um, yeah, uh, Mildred Burke and uh, Gorgeous George are amongst the first. But the first superstar to have entrance music and different exit music was Mankind. Mm-hmm. Man- Mankind had um, like kind of dark music as he would come to the ring. But as soon as he finished his match, his exit music was different. And it was actually more serene. Uh, and what he has said is that they wanted, they wanted it to be that he was twisted and he was all kind of, you know, uh, in a dark place as he went towards the match. But the match and what he did during the match was his release so that's why after it's just a nice little nice little piece that mm-hmm. plays as he leaves it's a bit like a lullaby kind of a thing you know yeah it's beautiful yeah yeah as he as he leaves so i really i really love those facts just a a little bit on the the history uh, mm-hmm. of uh, gotta have our history days moments oh I, I love to chuck them in i love to chuck them in I know that uh, Goldberg's theme was used on Damian Marley's Welcome to Jamrock album. If you've got that album, track one, track one, heavily all throughout uses Goldberg's uh, entrance music. And I love that album as well. It's one of my favorite albums. I love Welcome to Jamrock. I actually saw Damian Marley in uh, concert. Did he play the Arthur theme song? No, that wasn't him. That, I'm that, so sorry. That, that definitely was not Damian Marley. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, and uh, the other fact I got, and this will be me done. The last Fandango, one. Fandango got to number two on the UK iTunes charts. That's awesome. 
Do you remember how over that was? Oh, it's so good. Fandango in, wasn't it? Yeah. I imagine everyone listening right now is Fandango in. We need to bring it back. So good. It was so over. People loved that. It was number two on the charts. So good. And that, as I said, that got to number two in the UK on the iTunes chart in the UK. Yeah. Which, oh. check out this segue. Hopefully, you guys enjoy enough to rate it so that we get to number two on the UK Apple podcast chart. Yes. Yes. Uh, what do people have to do? Drop five star reviews? I, I have no idea. Sure. Yes. Everyone, do yes. whatever you do for five stars. Guys, give us five apples out of five uh, over on. Uh, Tim Cook's uh, <laughs> Music World or whatever it's yes, called. Yes, iTunes 2.0, Apple Music. Yes. So, um, yeah, uh, the, the support has been incredible. Absolutely love dropping these. Um, I hope you in, enjoyed it. Uh, it's, it's, I just love them. I, I love them. I absolutely love them. So uh, I don't know what next week's uh, topic is going to be, but uh, yeah. I like the mystery. I'm all, I live for the mystery. Same nice anything else you want to add uh no nothing see y'all next week i'm gonna i'm gonna let you get back to your uh bubble wrapped world it's so warm (laughs) in here you have no idea (laughs) awesome guys thanks a lot for watching really appreciate the support and hopefully see you again next time bye for now peace sick we killed it we killed it. It's awesome.